We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gairamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. All right, I want to start this episode with an update okay. on hashtag Bingate. $500 Bingate. $500. That has been reduced oh, to three ninety nine. Oh, well, you have to get it. Go get it. DLs have been enabling me. Yeah. Um, I felt the support. It was going to go one or two ways. It was. I wasn't sure it was going to be support. I thought it might be like, Gemma, in this economy? You I know. know. I know. And I would fully accept being cancelled at yeah. that point. Yeah. So a little update. Went back to Howard Storage World, took a sixth oh look God. at the bin. Still have not purchased it, still balking. Uh, DLs are demanding a photo of my current bin. I will do that and I will share that in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the latest. And many of you picked which bin it was. Oh, and I have to correct. I was using the term oblong. Mm. And all the preschool DLs who slid in to tell me that oblong is in fact a rectangle (laughs) and not an oval. And including my mother who was like, Gemma. You come across like a fool. An oblong is a rectangle. And I was like, why is there another word for rectangle? Like it's literally, I was like, is it a rectangle with curved edges? Because that's kind of what the bin is. And mum's like, no, oblong is a straight, sharp cornered rectangle. And I was like, so it's just a bougie word for rectangle. No, it's not a bougie word for rectangle. It's the 3D version of a rectangle. It's not a flat rectangle. It is. It's 2D. Huh? Yep. Okay. Basic skills test. Anyway, should we get straight into the app? Definitely. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host... Revzy. How do you do? I do good. Great. Um, random fact of the day. Oh, love this. Actually, love this new little format that you're spearheading. No, I'm, it's not a format I'm spearheading. Okay. It's just... You know, when I chance upon a bit of information, I'm like, DLs need to hear this. She's a fact nerd. Moreover, it's more that I think... Moreover? Revs needs to hear this. Okay. She's educating me. I am. Sorry, you all have to sit through that. You're going to have to. Here we go. Here now, we go. I love a stat. Okay. Love me a bit of data. Oh, excuse me. Are you... No, sorry. Go. I'm engaged. You'll be interested because it's about sex. All right. I'm listening. Yeah, there we go. So our generation... of us had sex by age 21. Okay. What percentage of Zoomers are having sex by age 21? 50. 30. (gasps) Yep. 30%. We got a lot of virgins. Oh my God. Yes. And if you investigate further, there's a reason. Of course, there always is. It's because A, they have huge access to porn. So a lot of them are just masturbating at home. Okay. Getting their fix. Yeah. Two, because they live in this digital age where they only communicate through their phones. Oh my God. They're not getting out and meeting each other. Oh my God. And so a lot of Zoomers, believe it or not, I know we see the cool Zoomers who are killing it on Instagram. Yeah. But a lot of them don't have social skills. Fuck. So they don't know how to interact with each other IRL. And to have sex, you have to be IRL together. And 
add to that the level of respect they have for each other, mm-hmm. which is a wholly positive thing. But it's also could be a minefield to be like, how does that person identify? Are they interested in me? What's the respectful way to manage, you know, like- all the layers of consent and how to read that correctly and go about it the right way but and the respectful 40% way. 40% drop. It's enormous. Yeah. And then there's a further knock on effect. So because they have porn and they have access to the whole world in the palm of their hands, yeah. They're not going out, so they're not spending money. Right. And because they're not going out and they're not spending money, a lot of them live at home. They're not motivated by money. Therefore, they're not getting jobs. Holy shit. So a lot of Zoomers are actually unemployed. Living at home, just wanking. Living at home, hanging out with anyone. (laughs) Or studying in inverted commas, like mum and dad, I'm just studying this or I'm doing that. You know, like not studying cunnilingus. Yep. (laughs) Because the internet is a space for education and they can literally get away with that. Okay. I'm wary of these like fearful stats, you Mm -hmm. know, because like, is that what we're seeing of people in our lives? Because I know three Zoomers really intimately in my own family. They're out. They are going out. They are social. They are dating. They are absolutely having real FaceTime with real, as in face-to-face time with their friends. That's Mm -hmm. the Zoomers I know. So where are these stats? This is like global. Is this American? Is it Aussie? It's global. Right. Yeah. But this also goes into conversation about population crises Mm. in some countries. So let's look at Australia, for example. We have a population of 25 million. But the Australian population is looking to double. We will go from 25 to 40 million in the not too distant future. Now let's take a look at China. So the population of China is currently at... 1.4 1.4 billion. Yeah. Where do you foresee that population growth being in the not too distant future? You're just asking the wrong person. I wouldn't have a clue. So people who do a detailed analysis of this, they predict that China's population will go from 1.4 billion to 700 million. Right. Because of the, the one child policy and all that. Yeah. And the knock on effect, effect of that. Even though the one child policy was abolished, right. they have an overpopulation of men and very yeah. few women. Yeah. So they have a lot of lonely, sad men who cannot find a mate oh my God. to procreate with. They really literally. didn't think that through, did they? Yeah. And Japan has the same thing. They've got a large aging population and the younger generations in Japan don't want kids. They look at that life and go too hard, can't afford it. Cost of living is too high. So they all have fur babies. Okay. I'm getting stressed about this. Like what do we do with this data? There's nothing to be stressed about. It's just where the world's going. I guess in Australia, we're okay. We're making babies. We're growing. Immigration continues to be at an all time high, you know, but I just find it really fascinating on the drop in people having sex before age 21. If I think about my sexual education, Mm. it's gone through many phases, of Mm -hmm. course. But if I think about when I was a late teen, I feel like that's where I built my confidence and like discovered myself as a sexual being. And I had quite a safe situation because I had a steady boyfriend for a long time. So did you. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's the, are they not getting into relationships then? There's a little bit of that at play. But if you were to look at a group of Zoomers having a picnic by the beach, they're all on their phones. Really? They're literally hanging out, but also hanging out on Snapchat. Oh, God. Yeah. So Snapchat is still the number one app for that age demographic. Interestingly, it's how they text. They have Snapchat global emoji character avatar things where it literally pinpoints their location down to the street so that they can all see where each other is. Okay. And then they get together and hang out on their phones. How do you learn to kind of flirt 
Yeah. Where's the bridge between flirting with someone and then having that pash in the movies and then having sex? I don't well, know. I guess where you're always going to romanticize your experience as the only experience. I mean, we all had that cinema experience. Oh, we sure uh, did. Jen, we sure do you remember did, that? Yes. I have such fond, well, is it fond or is it trauma? I don't know. But the memory of sitting in the movies, mm-hmm. definitely not watching it. Oh, no. Just feeling that kinetic energy between yep. you and him. <gasps> and you literally spend the first hour of the film slow leaning into each other do you remember that and then like and then a hand might touch a thigh and then you're literally leaning into each other cheek to cheek but both pretending to still watch the film and you slowly turn your cheeks until the corners of your mouths are touching but no one wants to make that first move the best feeling in the world and also then looking up the longest possible movie you could go to yep like you didn't want to go make it last you want to go to a 90 minute rom-com no titanic 10 times over Three hours and some 20 minutes. Some kind of Star Wars movie. <laughs> Just some long epic. So my first pash, we weren't planning to talk about this, but here we are, was actually during Godzilla. Do you remember oh. that film? Oh, my God. It was with a boy named Tristan. He was cute. He was fine. He did the job. <laughs> but uh, I remember doing that slow burn yeah. towards getting to Were the you pash. you in a group? In a group of people? No, it was just me and him. Oh, wow. That's quite advanced. I never had that. No, I There was always a wing woman or a wing man. Yeah, I don't know how I got there, but I did. It just ended up being the two of us. But the second we made out, it was like a washing machine and a tumble dryer having a face off. Oh, my God. His spit and saliva, I think it got up to the bridge of my nose. Okay. And then, yeah, it was disgusting. I just remember being, my mouth being assaulted by his tongue. Like I think he cleaned the front of my teeth with his tongue. Like he thought he had to actively do something, didn't he? Just move it around really fast and she'll get turned on by that. Anyway, Tristan. poor Tristan, when I pulled away and we watched the film credits, I remember his spit around my face up to the bridge of my nose drying and the smell. And I was like, this is not like the movies. This is such a letdown but yay I had my first French kiss okay how old French kiss how old were you <laughs> year seven. Oh, whoa mm. so you were like 12, 12. young oh. yeah wow what about you it was the holidays between year six and year seven okay there I had you my go first pash and his name was Mikhail oh, yeah Mikhail <laughs> Russian <it>. boy <laughs> um just like started off my uh, international fascination <laughs> for my whole life <laughs> can't date an Aussie apparently apparently um and actually it was amazing like it was a good kiss oh I'm jealous yeah talk it up where were you set the scene uh we were at a girlfriend's party Mm -hmm. and it was a girl's sleepover but her mum was really chill and boys came over and we bashed for hours and it was really hot and it was like good Mm. I can still objectively say it was good and never saw him again. Shame. Shame. But whatever. It was the holidays between primary school and high school. So I was going off to high school. It was amazing. But then after that, it took like another year or two for me to have any other kiss. Oh, really? Yeah, because I went, started a new school. You yeah. get a new friendship group. It takes time, right? And then my next kiss after that, which was my first boyfriend, I guess, in high school that lasted, whatever, a couple of weeks was not good oh shame not good they're supposed to improve with age but I guess a lot of people are having their very very first kisses in high school so it would have been like 13 14 around then and then it wasn't until I had like a serious boyfriend that it was like good you know Mm. 
But um, yeah, my first kiss was awesome. Like really romantic, really hot. And I'd had a crush on this boy for years. Yeah. It was kind of like a bit of a, like a 90s summer holidays movie. Dream come true. But in my head, I was like, this is it. We'll get married. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, the uh, shit we entertain. Actually, he age. follows me on Instagram now. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Lol, Mikhail is a pretty unique name. I bet you don't know <laughs> any other Mikhails in your life. No, I don't. No, you don't. Of I had a don't. mad crush on him. He was like the cool boy too. Mm. And I was not the cool girl. In fact, he dated the cool girl at school. And it was like such a thing for me. I was mm. like, oh my God. Go you. Go, Go Mikhail. Go Mikhail. Bit of a sharp turn here, but you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time <laughs> From for? From sexy kissing chat to toilet training. <laughs> oh, yep. How's he going? Well, look, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a small disaster. For those who don't know, Jem is toilet training her youngest child. Her son, Iggy, is in the throes of the toilet training. Little recap, so you know, feel my solidarity. Teddy took a year to toilet train successfully. And where are you at now? So you've been going at this a week? A week, a week. exactly. Yeah. Look, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I look at people with three, four children and I go, you have to toilet train three or four times. And I feel sorry for you Mm -hmm. because this is my last kid. So Mm -hmm. I'm just getting on with it. Yeah, I had high hopes for Iggs. I really did. I thought he would be the opposite of Rafa. I thought he might get take to it really quickly yep. because everyone why? told me. <laughs> I, knowing him and knowing her, why, yeah. why did you? Well, because Rafa. Just trying to manifest that in. I think I was trying to manifest it. So everyone told me Rafa would get it straight away. She's mm. a switched on cluey girl. She's interested in the toilet. Yep. She's already climbing on it. It took months yeah. for her to actually get it, for it to click, which is fine. Iggy's older. So Raf was mm. two and a half, but with Iggy, I was like, I'm going to wait till he's over three. Yeah. So he's over three now and he's just, he's just taking his time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just not clicking straight away. First of all, I do want to say, is toilet training chat interesting? Yes. Like, do peeps want to know about it? Yes. I think because he's my second born, I'm a bit like, oh, fucking toilet training. Yeah. You know, when yep. Rafa being my firstborn, it was my first foray mm-hmm. into this world. I was obsessed. I was fascinated. Yep. And then I was wholly let down yep. because she did, my child is not a genius yep. and didn't get it in three I days. I think it's a sign of intelligence. No, I know it's not. Yeah. But I guess I give less fucks second yeah, yeah, time yeah. around because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. He'll get it eventually. Yeah. But I do have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. I do have some tips, yep. which I hope people might find helpful. So first of all the questions that are in my dms from dls okay i'm getting a lot of quizzes about why is iggy in a nappy when he's in his pajamas because obviously i share footage of him on the gram and i'm like oh no i'm toilet training him but i'm not night weaning his nappies well yeah the night usually comes after the day you get the day sorted and then you deal with the night later yeah but i had people slide in telling me that oh no you just do it all rip the band-aid oh, off do that. day and night it's people sliding in telling you what to do yeah, love that love that for me um <laughs> But again, my love of facts. Okay. Let me hit DLs with some facts about toilet training at night that they mightn't have known about. DLs, do not nighttime train. Oh, here we go with the yeah, advice. No, You've got a strong I, advice I'm, I'm here. I'm coming in hard. Us two years ago, let's start a parenting podcast. It's no advice. It doesn't dole out any of these things. It doesn't pretend to know. Every little child is different. And Jem's like, all right, here's some facts about toilet training. Do, <laughs> do not. Do not night train your child until they are ready. Okay. Now, what I mean by this, and I love me some science, but <laughs> children have a hormone. Mm-hmm. It's called the antidiuretic hormone. 
And it can kick in anytime from 18 months to 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And it varies significantly from child to child. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. It it doesn't favor certain genders in terms of when it kicks in. It just does when it does. Not a sign of intelligence. No child can control it. I wet the bed till at least eight. Now, to tell you what this hormone does, this is the hormone also called the ADH, which is, you know, love me an acronym. It's the hormone that once it's activated, Mm -hmm. it tells your little child's body to make less wee at night right so it is not something they can control yeah right so for example with Rafa when I started toilet training her she was waking up with dry nappies yeah for weeks bone dry and I was like oh do we just reuse this as you know there's no blue line like I guess we reuse it now Iggy wakes up with Full nappies Mm. every morning. Mm -hmm. They are some heavy motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'm like, Jesus, you know, like (laughs) as I lift it into the bin. (laughs) Now that says to me straight away that his antidiuretic hormone has not yet kicked in. Yeah. Why the fuck am I going to get him out of nappies at night? That will just mean shitloads of laundry, wet bed after wet bed. And then what, me getting frustrated at him? knock his confidence. Knock his confidence. And then at 3 a.m. when I've changed the bed for the third time, I'm going to be like, Iggy, no weeing at night as if he's in control of that. And then you get into shame Shame. territory. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to get into shame territory. So for any DLs who are looking down the barrel of toilet training, like just know separate day nappies from night nappies and 100% you will know when it's time to stop the nighttime nappies because they will wake up with bone dry nappies and if they do that for a week or you know give it two weeks if you want to make you feel comfortable then you can confidently remove the nappies at night so I reckon it's so funny because Isla toilet trained as you know just after she turned two Mm -hmm. in like a a day yeah she's one of those kids but she wore a night nappy till she was five yes I remember yeah and it would wake up heavy yeah like and there was a point where I was like I think she wakes up and fills her nappy she might yeah yeah, where she consciously yeah and we like or semi-consciously half awake she wakes up oh I've got a nappy on (laughs) there's probably a bit of that up don't know but then Ted he was not day toilet training easily it took a year but he would wake up with a dry nappy for months. There's that hormone. So he obviously got it. Mm. It obviously kicked in for him, but he was just resistant in the day, but he could do it at night. So yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And I feel sad for people our generation who were wetting the bed till age 10. You know, parents didn't know about this hormone yet and there would have been so much shame around it. Like imagine if someone said to you, why do you keep wetting the bed at night? Make sure you do a big wee before bed. No drinking water before. Yeah, bed yeah. And, and that's got- also crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my mum was like, why is Isla still in a nappy at night? And I said to her, well, they make them up to age 10. Yeah. And that tells me that some people still need them up to age 10. You know, like if they make the nappy, then it's normal, you yeah. know? It is completely normal. Yeah. Few people have also asked me what toilet training technique yeah. I'm following. <laughs> it did make me lol. And look, I will say there are a lot of great resources uh, out sure, there. Okay, there's like courses and you I can get do. It. Structure helps. And some people thrive yep. under to-do lists yeah, and yeah, a yeah. step-by-step yep. how-to. I get that. The technique I'm using is called bribery. 
And do you know what? It's not working with okay. Iggy. I really thought that yeah, he would you be. you were really hoping he would I respond to a smarty. He does not. Okay. I literally go, you can have any ice cream you want in the entire world if you just wait on the toilet. And he goes, I don't like ice cream, which is not true. <laughs> but he says it with such conviction that I'm like, oh, I want to give up. <laughs> so have you considered stopping and trying again in a few weeks? Oh, no. No, yeah. I'm committed. Okay. I'm in. The only way is forwards. Okay. I cannot go back now. Okay. I, I feel like that mixed messaging uh-huh. is going to confuse the fuck out of him. Okay. Because I did the whole, let's go buy some undies. Yeah. Look, you picked undies with monster trucks and cars and planes and trains all over them. How cool. And he got that sense of ownership yeah. and he really liked that part. Yeah. Consumerist mountain, if you like, whatever works. So he understood this idea of, I am going to be a big boy in big boy undies, like my big sister Rafa in her big girl undies, mm. you know, he responded to that. But then when it came to the actual doing, he's been really hit or miss, but okay. I'm trying to remind myself that every single act accident is progress yeah because they need to feel that sensation of icky wetness yeah, and yeah. do that cowboy straddle walk where yeah. they're like ah, mommy so that they go oh i don't like this feeling yeah, and that's where we're at with iggy where okay. he's so cute they're designed to be so damn cute at three aren't they like yep. he'll be like mommy i did wee wee in my undies oh no iggy go to the toilet <laughs> like he sort of parrots me and i'm like yeah babe you've got to go to the toilet i gotta go to the toilet i'm <laughs> like yeah but he does get distracted with play yeah and again second child I'm not as persistent oh I don't know I think you're right like the more oh this is everyone's different I know people who are like every half hour put them on the potty and like I could never do that because it just bores me yeah (laughs) and yeah every accident is an opportunity for them to be like oh I don't like this yes and sort of learn and step up yeah yeah. and look maybe we are taking the more slow progress (sighs) route like I'm not all in every 30 minutes I actually tried that with Rafa and it didn't work for us so I've given up on that method doesn't mean it's not going to work for other people it's just, it's also a bit like that's not how your body works you don't every 30 minutes that's just avoiding accidents that's not actually teaching them to listen to their body yeah i mean someone told me the best thing you can do is remind them to tell you so you empower mm. them mm-hmm. rather than going iggy do you need to go to the toilet iggy do you need to go to the toilet do you need to go to the toilet now do you want to go to the toilet? Oh. i sort of say iggy don't forget when you get that feeling yeah. way down low just stop what you're doing what and go 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 what's happening coco melon oh fuck that nah, love it it's embedded in my psyche and it's a it's a bop revs can i admit something yeah i'm finding this really boring (laughs) should we move on no i just want to say no it's fine because i understand i'm not i'm not trying to make you feel self-conscious about this i'm beetroot red right now already were like is this good chat and i was like yes people want to hear people want to know about iggy's toilet training and i'm sitting here trying to engage i'm trying to get on board and i'm like this is so selfish i'm so far past this it reminds me of when i was pregnant with teddy or isla pick a kid i would watch one born every minute every spare moment i had i would devour that show i was so so into those shows when i was planning a wedding all i wanted to watch was fuck what were those shows called yes to the dress Say yes to the dress yeah um Oh, there were so many of them. So many. They're probably still going, but they're just not on my radar because I'm not planning a wedding. And it's like, now I am through this fucking tedious, mind-numbing, eye-gouging, boring toddler bullshit. I'm trying so hard to care about Iggy's accidents. But you don't. (laughs) I'm like, Coco Melon has a bop. Like, really? (laughs) Like... 
Do you know, I've actually (laughs) zoomed out and thought about this. And this is the interesting thing about you and I being co-host revs, because we have kids at such different ages and stages. And actually, they're not enormously different. Like Teddy is five turning six this year. Rafa is four turning five. But the difference is she's my oldest and he's your youngest. Yes. And you know, you're not at school yet. Totally. Lots of different things. I find you're often guided by your eldest. And with the second one, it's like, keep up. Yeah. yeah. Hurry up. We're at this stage of life. Get on board. So really, you're at age eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where you're at in yeah. parenting. So I don't blame you for <laughs> finding my toilet training chat about Iggy boring, but I do try and remind us that we have deals. Oh my God, totally. And that's why, that's why I was like, no, talk about this today. Talk about you're it. You're like, people hold want space, to but I'm just going to glaze over. And I'm trying not to. I'm like actively going like, what can I contribute? And I'm like... I just don't, don't care. care. Do you find yeah. this with people with newborns? Like, how do you go when you've got a friend with a newborn? Are you like, oh, cute. And I don't really want to talk about this anymore. You know? 100%. I'm fucking human. You yeah. know, like yeah. there are a lot of mumfluencers or whatever, parenting Instagram content creators <laughs> uh, who I follow on Instagram who have kids my age who are now up to their third or fourth baby yeah. and they're sharing their hospital bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, don't care. You're like, well, hospital bag. Remember when you cared about that? Yeah, but I guess like I can it's also... It's not caring like a, ew, oh, I don't care. It's not negative. It's just like, it's... I'm trying to care. No. I'm really trying to care. It's it's more I of can't a... can't find the care. Oh yeah, they're sharing what's in their hospital bag. Flick, 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 flick. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just not relevant to me mm-hmm. at this stage of my life. But then I'm also aware of how fucking helpful that is mm. when someone is aligned yes. with you. Like I remember when I had Rafa and I was like, what do I put in a hospital bag? And there were other mums on Instagram who were onto their second kid. So way more experienced. And I found it so helpful. Yeah. So whilst yes, I know totally. this potty training chat feels a bit stale for me and Revs, like I do want to provide some value. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I wasn't meaning it in a like stop talking about it wait it does have value it's just I'm observing yourself the dynamic and I'm thinking about how having a kid the same age as with a girlfriend Mm. is so galvanizing for this reason yeah because you're so in it together and it really strengthens your bond right and I'm thinking about me and my sister and how she always says to me like I just wasn't there for you when you first had Isla like I just didn't get it and I'm like well you couldn't have yeah but I'm also like and I'm just like so through this with her kids like when she's like oh max is into everything he's like pulling everything out of drawers i'm like oh yeah and i've got that annoying because i remember my mom being like oh yeah he'll get through it yeah. and i was like care yeah it- care about this annoying phase i'm in and she would be like yeah but he's not gonna do that when he's 10 is he and i'm like 10 yeah you know and it's like it's just interesting the dynamics we have as a society yeah. as a community how like you kind of need that person who's like oh that won't matter to help you get perspective but also but you, you then need that person need- in yes. it with you yes in it to like give a shit and that's why the good mum is like I was just font. about to call upon the good mum she always cares she always she cares. still cares we have a group chat with all our girlfriends from school we were literally in the group chat this morning solving some problems for one of our friends who's become a mum of two recently the good mum is like the font and mm. she has not had a newborn for almost four years and she is like oh okay what you need to do is xyz and had all the tips she just retains she does some people are the elders you but, know yeah she, yeah, she is the, the elder, elder but also she has managed to retain interest yeah in yeah. anything to do yeah. with early motherhood yeah. the thing is with you and I revs like we're quite <laughs> hedonistic we're like we're on to the next shiny thing yes. and 
anything that's not relevant <sighs> to us. It's like, we don't care about that. And again, never with malice, just no, more no, no. of a like, I oh, don't yeah. care about my friends who are in it. I care about the mum experience. I just find it really hard to care about the, the three-year-old or the two-year-old or the one-year-old. Do you know what I mean? It's so bad. No, it's not bad because we can flip it yeah. if you want. And I cringe at Jem when Revs had babies and was naive and completely ignorant and wasn't able to support you. And I'm not going to turn to you for toilet training advice about Iggy. <laughs> do you know who I do turn to? The good mum. Yes. And I actually rang her up this week and uh. I was like, all right, Iggs is on a poo strike. He's coming up to 60 hours without doing a turd and he's normally a regular kid backed right up what do i do and she was like babe move a go straight to the mall yeah move a cold junior yeah will be your savior or yeah. coloxal whatever it's called yeah. but you just need to soften that stool for him so it slides right out because the longer he holds <laughs> the drier the poo gets the harder it is for him to push out then he'll have a real aversion to shitting because it's painful you don't want that for your son so off you trot and you know i listened yeah she's amazing like she's that amazing and she gave me the time of day but the thing about the good mom is she cared yep and she's done with toilet training totally out the other side out the other side not having any more kids her youngest self-toilet trained in a day of course she did but even with a kid that's self-toilet trained in a day Mm. she's not minimizing my experience that it's taking longer she's not like babe i don't fucking know ella fucking toilet trained herself in one day like figure it out with iggy yeah she's like no here are some solutions yes Another little helpful tip, by the way, if your kid has poo phobia, because that's a real thing. Especially for boys. Don't know why. Just seems to be, especially for boys. Well, look, Iggy's got it right now. Is um, This is actually a tip from a DL, which I found really helpful. Oh, I love how I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And then I get really helpful yep. tips. Yep. But she said, put him on the toilet. Let him watch all those toilet videos. So the Wiggles has yep. this like bop. <laughs> Are you sitting on no. the toilet? No, it's really cute. Anyway, he watches that and then it's backed up with Coco Melon Tunes, Baby John, fucking Angel Baby, whatever you like on loop on YouTube. But you sit your iPhone on the floor. So he's sitting on the toilet, leaning forwards, watching the phone on the floor, and he's in the best posture to push out a turd. How did our grandmas do it? <laughs> I think about my nana all the time, raising three girls in a dust bowl with no TV. How the fuck did she do it and not want to like just run off into the dam, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're just way more resilient than us. Let's be honest. Like that's the technique now is you put your iPhone with the YouTube playlist on the floor between their legs and sit them on the toilet. Like I can imagine. Yep. Whatever helps. Whatever works. I mean, someone also told me to give them blowing bubbles, sit them on the toilet. So they're blowing. So they're relaxing their lips, which then also reflects their anus. And um, you're kidding. No, I can't. Revs, you've forgotten. I know. You will try anything yeah, no, for them to do. Like I'm the, so the lazy first, with this stuff. you are, you are. The Pop first poo that drops in the toilet, you've forgotten how celebratory it is. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, I remember that. But talk to me about the bubble poo boy when he's facing his next challenge. <laughs> Look, I'm in two minds. Half of my mind is like literally what I was saying in the group chat this morning to our mate. Whatever works. Just put things in place. This is a time. Get an iPad. All the things. Like, it let won't all, last. Let all your scruples out the window. You just got to survive this time. It was kind of the tone of what all our advice was to our friend this morning, right? And then I'm like... What's going to happen to this kid who needs to blow bubbles so they can poo when they need to learn how to use cutlery or when they need to learn to pack their lunchbox or they need to learn to do their homework, read and write? Like, do you know what I mean? My mind kind of goes like 
Is it too much molly coddling? Oh, I think we're yet to see the damages. <laughs> On the future. Of millennial parenting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like we've really taken it to the nth degree here in terms of making them feel seen, holding space, like all of that stuff. <laughs> so maybe my lazy girl parenting will out and be like superior and I'll write a book about it. Lazy millennial parenting 101. I think one bit of advice we gave to our girlfriend in the group chat was, you know, the benefit of a second born is they learn to self-settle quicker because you literally can't be there for yep. their every single yep. need. Uh-huh. And this is why they say second and third kids are more resilient. Oh, because and us firstborns are like, love me. Yeah. Love me and help me and tell me I'm good. Blow me bubbles and give me smarties for every little thing I do and say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Moving on to something I have interest in at the moment. Go on then. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My toilet training. No, no. <laughs> okay. Do you know what? I do have time for you. I actually do have time for your toilet training. It's I was good. just observing how my brain was like, nah. <laughs> Like, next. Ramsey, I appreciate your honesty. And honestly, I'm not even slightly offended. I know you're It just reminds me of the importance of mother's group so that you are moving in tandem through the same season. So that's all I have to say about that. But back to what you care about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So... I'm about to talk about divorce life. Hashtag divorce life. And, and everyone just leans in a little bit further because we're a little all pervy. interested. It is pervy. Sorry, I'm going to let you get into this. I, I am need your help on it. I, I want to help, but yeah. I, something just came to my mind. It's like in high school. Yeah. All the year sevens, eights, nines, and tens know who the year 12 people are. Yeah. Yeah. All the year 12 people don't give a fuck <laughs> about who's in year seven, eight. Yeah. You know, it's like when you yeah. see people later in that life and they're like, we're at the same school. And they're like, yeah, I was in year seven and you were in year 12. Year 12 and you're like, and, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Don't know who the fuck you are. But then I know yeah. who all the older girls yeah. were. It's the same thing in the passage of time with totally. parenting and the totally. season you're in. Like, I'm fascinated by all your stories yeah. with your kids because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what's ahead. Mm-hmm. You don't give a fuck about mine because it's in your dust. Well, don't give a fuck. Okay, it's strong. But, but I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know you exactly know what, I'm what you're saying. Okay, but same with divorce. Uh, it's not a season of life that I have aspirations <laughs> I, let's for. Let's never hope you come anywhere near it. Don't want it. Not interested in it. But I will say, having a best friend who's going through it, I have learned a lot. Oh, my God. So what's your dilemma? Babe? All right, so... I just want to loop the DLs in on the fucking schedule juggle nightmare that Mm. is dating after divorce, right? So as you all know, I have a pretty serious partner now and we've been dating for almost seven months. Ooh, look out. Specific. Anyway, we wanted to get on the same schedule because basically I've talked about this before. We only had like one night a week and it was a Monday. It was a buzzkill night. (laughs) And like no vibe on a Monday. No vibe on a Monday. And we've come to the point in our relationship we want to progress go to the next stage cute. I love so how cute. delicate you're being with this you're in love it's yes. cool yes. call yes. it we what it is love. we are in love you want more of each other we want more of each other and we want to start moving into sort of seeing what life would be like together right so you can't do that with one Monday every second week so we're like cool we need to get on the same schedule what does that mean get on the well, same schedule let me run you through it so he is also divorced and also has children Every divorced couple or divorced person with children has different setups. Some people do week on, week off, which is you have your kids seven days and then the next week your ex-partner has them seven days. Some people are really fluid, just like 
that one kind of blows my mind. I don't know how anyone can do life without structure, mm. but some people are very much like they live really nearby. They'll just like, oh, I'll do it this week. I'll do it that week. And they've got a really amicable. Oh, I could not handle that. Not for me. And some people split the week and that's what I do. So I split the week. So half the week they're at their dad's, the other half of the week they're at my place every single week. For example, I always have Wednesdays. So if we want to do gymnastics on a Wednesday, it's always mine. There's not a bag of gymnastic stuff going between houses. Mm. I own it. I pay for it. I take them there. It's my activity. And he does things on his days, blah, 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 blah. And what about weekends? And weekends we alternate. So the week is split and weekends we alternate. It sounds super complicated. when you, I remember your head used to spin. You're like, so when do you have, you know, but you actually it works really well yeah, for us. Yeah, the first time you mentioned it I was like oh week on week off sounded way simpler but yeah. actually splitting up the weekdays it's you've got that continuity and of consistency days. of days and which I, I get if, if you work you can have a consistent office day that isn't one week you got to pick up one week you don't like it just puts a little stability for everybody in and the week I also remember that when you were doing week on and week off you would have to go okay this is my week without the kids so I have to go hard with At work, work yeah. because next week's going to be a shit show yeah, and you were always in this like thrive survive thrive survive pattern which I think is exhausting also the age of my kids a week without them is too long so they need for you guys for everyone yeah absolutely everybody some people find the week on week off much better separation and really clear whatever what I'm saying is you do what works for you so what I do is split the week and alternate weekends that's not what my boyfriend did he had a different setup so we're like okay cool and then we would talk about like what do we need as a couple okay we just want to get our weekends together so that's where we started like try and get the weekends together then he was like oh I could pitch this and maybe we could try this you know just things like that so let me tell you about what was involved (laughs) okay with getting the same weekend oh god so someone's got to change their schedule well is it both of you? I or? dated someone, remember, last year who mm. was just on my rotation. We both had the same free weekends and it was easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah. You know, it was and you so took it for granted. Simple. Took it for granted because yeah. it was like, oh, we're both in the same schedule. So every second Friday we're like, cool, date night. And then we'd have the weekend together. Yeah. Not the case. So he's like, yep, cool. I'll talk to my ex about getting on that weekend. Right. Now his ex's boyfriend's ex. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I just did a brain fart. Can you say that again? So his ex's ex's boyfriend's ex. Okay. Yep. So if you think about every single ex, if they are repartnered, also has an ex who may also have an ex. It's like a fucking babushka doll nightmare. (laughs) It's a nightmare. So basically anyone who's, we say pre-loved or like secondhand. Cute. vintage yep. has an ex if you've got children with them they're part of your life forever right so any decision you make especially around scheduling and time and holidays and money and all those kind of things you have to sort of run by your co-parent in my situation it went that far it went hang on I'm counting one two three four it went five adults deep in his direction and then I have an ex who has a new partner, who has a life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was two more adults that way. So we're talking seven adults and a collective six children. Wow. Involved in my Saturday. That's crazy. So it was that 
many layers of people to consult. Oh God, the admin around that and the conversations. And like someone I've- The logistics. Someone I've never met work schedule affecting my weekend. Saturday with your boyfriend. Sunday with my boyfriend. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it either, babe. You have to make time for it or you don't get any time. Okay, so question. When you pitched this to your boyfriend who then had to pitch it to his ex-wife, who then had to pitch it to her boyfriend and then had to pitch it to his ex-wife was there a snagging point yes there were many snags i can imagine there There were many snags because because then they're like well hang on if we change that then the day that i have with my daughter is impacted because then blah blah and then then my son's got football every second friday and then i've got a holiday plan for easter and fucking you know i want to take a nap it's just like what Now, it ended up I needed to change and I got very heel diggy in, you know, I was like, I'm not changing my schedule. My schedule's been in place for two years. And then my other divorce mate, Crazy Lisa, was like, is this a hill you're going to die on? Just change your fucking weekend. Like, what do you want? Mm. You can't have everything your way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Were you the one who had to make the change because the ripple effect was shorter? It wasn't going to work. It was going to be like, people were just like, no, sorry, can't do it. Yeah. And so it was like, well, we either just go, oh, well, or we change. Mm. If I change my weekend with my ex then I could get on the same weekend as my boyfriend okay and my ex was amazing about it and was like yeah no no problem but I had to put a sweetener (laughs) and be like I'll do two weekends in a row to get on schedule that's your caveat which is what I'm going (laughs) into now which is like two full weeks of solo parenting right so you took a hit took a hit which which is weird it's a weird thing to say that it's not a hit it's not a hit because I get another weekend you get another weekend with your kids we're all about reframing here for the positive it is not a negative it's just exhausting it is exhausting (laughs) and it means that your ex gets two weekends back to back to do whatever the fuck he wants. No, he has two weekends with his kids too to get on schedule as well. Now oh. we're fully on schedule. Oh God, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's the logistics Dude. of your life. Dude. I can't. And then we haven't even faced yet. We'll do different things on school holidays. Like they have a different setup to what we have. School holidays. Fucking That's a whole holidays. other minefield. You know, sometimes we get into these lovely chats and we're like, have you ever been to Greece? I'd love to go to, oh, I'd love to go to Greece. I'd be so fun to go with you. We should definitely do a Europe holiday. And then we both look at each other and we're like, lol. Like <laughs> in what universe mm. could we ever get more than three days together to do anything or go anywhere? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, there are so many layers and so factors. many moving parts. Yeah. And you know what? It's made me, cause I used to be really, really judgy about people who quickly introduced their kids to their partners or quickly combined families or blended. And I am in no rush to do any of those things yet, but I'm less judgy about it now because I actually see it's impossible in some scenarios to grow, deepen and develop a relationship without time. I'm so glad you went down this path because I was just about to ask you, people who get together the pre-loves, as you might call them. Pre-loved boyfriend. Yeah, I love that. Um, (laughs) Who get together in their 30s, like more often than not, they move faster. Yeah. Because they're at that stage of life. Obviously, we have the biological ticking clock of women that always comes into play and by that stage when you find your person you're like oh sign sealed delivered let's go we want the same thing let's get married have babies and they move really quickly but for you as you say like time is the greatest currency Mm -hmm. between you and your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and it's scarce yeah do you find that the deepening of the relationship has been a slower burn or in some cases because you're forced to communicate more Mm. has it deepened faster because I think it can go both ways well 
because you're literally chatting, you're conversing. Uh. And sometimes when you get comfortable quickly, you kind of blink and suddenly your flatmate sitting side by side watching TV on your phones. But for you, time is more precious. I'm grateful for a lot of things. It's funny because people say to me all the time, and I get it. I literally said this to a single mum friend of mine before I was a single mum. People are like, oh my God, is it so nice having every second weekend off? And it's interesting. I can see how it looks that way, but you wouldn't believe where it goes, you know? Mm. Like the time off in quote marks, as you know, when you're solo parenting, there's no time for doctor's appointments, groceries, cleaning the house, blah, blah, and then add dating. And how precious that time becomes and all your time is gone. So when you're on with the kids, you're full blown solo parenting, just surviving that because you're doing it on your own. And then when you're off, you've got to fit all your life admin and all Mm. those things. Like I remind people all the time when I've got my kids here and it's six o'clock and we don't have milk or bread. You can't just leave. I can't go, babe, can you run out and get some bread and milk? Because we have nothing for lunchboxes tomorrow. I just have to go, okay, I've got to deal with that in the morning. And then I got to get the kids. We got to go to Coles. It's those little micro things that a partnership gives you, which you don't realize is time at Mm. the time. You kind of feel like, oh, we're flatmates and we're juggling and blah, blah, blah. But actually you've got a more efficient system. Yeah. But also we always talk about that thing where it's easier mentally to sometimes just get on with it yourself. So there are pros and cons. There are pros and cons. And we've definitely talked about this on the podcast a number of times about, I'm going to fuck it up, FIFO, FIFO? Uh, Fly in, fly out. Fly in, fly (laughs) out partners where there's that awkward adjustment period. You find your rhythm and flow as a solo parent and then your partner comes back and it's like uh you know and if you think about divvying up domestic chores like I do my husband's laundry yeah you know every single week he does other stuff he cooks for you he he doesn't anymore (laughs) but he did since he started the new job yeah but he did but hello chef good like (laughs) this is not a plug huge fan (laughs) saved my life but yeah there's pros and cons to both and I think it all just comes back to extending empathy yeah in all directions, whether you're a solo parent with a fly in, fly out husband, whether you are married, but there's challenges there. You're managing a whole other grown adult 24 seven who might not be helpful. And then you become this naggy person, you know, like, Everything is hard for everyone. And, and you can we, romanticize every other version. Absolutely. You've got to remember that all of it has its you challenges. You look through the window and yeah. you go, the grass is greener there, yeah. but it's not. No. And I joke about all the sides of your single parenthood that seem shiny yeah, and yeah. green pastures. Yeah. But in reality, I also see the really hard, tough, challenging bits like managing your boyfriend's ex-wife's boyfriend's ex-wife, you know? <laughs> And then I go, no thanks. No, thank you. In terms of time, it's really interesting. We were actually talking about this the other day. It's been great for me because it's like, has it forced you to slow down? In some ways it's forced me to slow down, Mm. but it's also made us really resourceful. Like we FaceTime every night Mm. and that's kind of like become our date because then we can like see each other and check in and have that, you know, part of a relationship that you need in order to grow and deepen. But then also school holidays, when we have like two weeks of just not seeing each other in real life, we get really short with each other and it gets really challenging and we lose the grip on the connection. Yeah. So like we've worked that out and we're like, okay, cool. We need dedicated time, like real relaxed time, not just like I'll get a sitter and we'll go for dinner because that's, you know that from being married, right? You know, when you get a date night and it's so much pressure. So much pressure. Even when you're married Mm. and you've got all the safety there of that, 
it's like, oh, we've got three hours to have a good time. It needs to be good. It needs to be good. Yeah. It's exactly the same when you're a divorced parent dating. A scenario would be like, I've got my weekend off, but he's got his kids. He'll get a sitter. And he's like, I've got two, three hours that I can do it. And you have dinner and it's awful, mm. you know, because it's like, hey, hi. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'll see you in a week and a half. Yeah. You know, and it's no momentum. Totally. And from a married couple's perspective, you go on date night and often you don't have much to talk about. Yeah. And then you can get existential about yeah. it and you're like, what's wrong with us? Are yeah. we not connecting? But it's actually because you are living a side-by-side flatmates yeah. and you're both tired and then you're putting pressure on this date night to be amazing. And sometimes you put rules around like, let's not talk about the kids. And mm. then you go, wow, what do we have in common? Yeah. Like, what do we want to say to each yeah. other? And But the problem is your lives are so intricately shared mm. just day to day that you don't come with fresh yep stories necessarily and if you say things like let's not talk about the kids let's not talk about work is another one mm. it's like well but that's what fills my days yeah that's it what is, is my, that's what my life is and I, it's like i have nothing to bring to the table and actually what's kind of cool if i'm thinking about it now is as a divorced parent dating another divorced parent we talk about our kids heaps yeah because it's not boring do you know what i mean and we both miss that sharing the joy of your kids with the ex-partner you know Mm. and it's really nice and also it's new information for the other person so you know I can talk about Teddy and Isla and he can talk about his kids and it's actually really nice yeah and it's interesting for you guys because you have not yet met each other's kids so there's a sense of anticipation and getting to know them before you get to actually know them IRL that's really interesting I would be really invested and we talk about work heaps because we both work these jobs that fill our times as Mm. well it's funny if I think about what I do didn't want to talk about when you're married actually it's really different with mm. you know we we try not to talk about this divorce okay. you know because Can you that, default to that sometimes because, oh because you can because it's shared experience yeah. and you know it's someone who gets it and you know but actually it's like not not good you know mm. you don't want to wallow in that soup too much because it's not positive you know so it's yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah ah but yeah it's really reframed my view of time mm. that's for sure because I remember when I was dating someone I wasn't that into a little while ago that I was like, I actually don't have time. Like, do you remember when I broke up with that guy? Because I was like, I haven't washed my sheets. I need to clean my house. Yeah. I need to do the groceries. Because when I'm full-time parenting, I'm on, 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 on. Yeah. And then I need some time to mm. do my life admin, you know? Yeah. And that's also when you know they're not quite the right one. No. Because now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll clean the house and do all that. And I'll an make hour. it work. Make, make space for this guy because yeah. he's special. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I don't have time for it the layers I don't blame you but can I just say there's been a real shift energetically within you that's been really nice to witness and the word that comes to mind is settled Mm. and I'm not saying you haven't moved in with this guy like your life is definitely not settled but there's an internal sense of feeling settled within you where you're content you're like I've got this guy it's going well we're making it work and can I just say it is so lovely to Thank see you. it's Thanks. really nice you seem calmer yeah it's peaceful. energetically it's peaceful it's nice to have a person again yeah. you know like just to really feel nice in that and we're still fresh you know we're still well you're things. you're forced to stay fresh because of the time oh, factor. my sister reckons it's amazing she's yeah. like this is gonna keep it spicy for so long yeah you've got like a boyfriend who doesn't live with you oh that's so spicy yeah. i'm like okay <laughs> here comes the romanticizing i'm like i never see him don't know what he's up to <laughs> Kind of miss him, kind of miss him, but also like, who is he? (laughs) But no, it's good. Like we're just taking those steps. What would be terrible is if my ex gets some 
new partner who's got kids, who's got an ex, who's got a kids, who's got an ex and needs to change the weekend. Nightmare. What will we do? Nah. Just move nah. countries. Let's not manifest that. That's too hard. Go to Greece. Go sit on an island in Greece and fuck off everyone. Why don't we all move into a commune? <laughs> you and this commune train. I really want a commune. You can't get off it. When am I, I going to get it. a commune? Don't know, babe. <laughs> Hear me with your not spawn. Have I got a not spawn for you? Hit me with it, baby. Okay. You know, we talked about bras a couple of eps ago and we everyone did. was like loving the bras on the I have undies. Same brand? Uh, it's, it's one of the brands I liked. Ooh. Nala? Oh, yes. I remember. Fucking sick brand. Okay, so talk it up. cool, inclusive, not expensive, all online, run by some very cool people. Their socials are at where underscore Nala, N-A-L-A. Mm-hmm. I just want to get that right because you've got to find them. They're really, really cool. What makes them so great? So the undies are, you know, that thin, silky, viscose fabric, mm-hmm. super stretchy, but they have a cotton gusset, okay. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, the bit under your vag. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're wearing like polyester but they're so soft thin light stretchy they also have around the legs and the waist this tiny little thin even softer piping Ooh. so that there's no hard edge i love that but they're not those seamless i find the seamless needs a seam okay, okay. They just okay. slide all around and they're like where are you going what are you doing they're flapping in the breeze flapping in the breeze they're up on around your belly button then they're down around your legs it's wedgie city for me Wedge with city. seamless undies i yeah. do not like them i'm so glad that yeah. you said this because i was about to ask you but are they like seamless because no. you're really selling the lightness and yeah. i'm like too light i no. need some grip there's just enough grip to stay on your hips okay and also they do a hipster shape great and i am finding my millennial panic that hipster undies are becoming obsolete yeah everyone wants these high high waist like g bangy thingy me hoo-hahs with your flappy bits hanging out everywhere i don't want it muffin tops out the side top middle back what no i just want a hipster bikini brief Mm. that's all i want even my mates bonds are starting to not do them. I noticed this. And I'm like, guys, yeah, don't hip- leave us behind. We've been with you the whole way. I'm still an OG fan of the hipster bikini undies and I've noticed they've reduced yep. the colour range, yep. the patterns, yep. and I'm like, fuck, they're disappearing. Fuck. I know. Yeah. Anyway, these Nala undies, I think this is me for life. Like, great. Like they do three great colours and they've got patterned and fun ones as well. They do like limited edition things. They do some really cool shit for Pride. But it's the cut. It's the cut yeah. and the colour because like there's black and there's like a minky neutral it's not like a granny beige that's Mm. like one person's skin color and no one else like it's a really minky cool neutral black and there's some colors it's just the softness like I didn't want to take mine off like I was like these are amazing how good so Nala undies the hipster bikini brief they're not even expensive you can buy three packs the bras there's a really cool bra that I want to try oh she's on a roll people I'm on a roll but there's like a mesh plunge bra that's got no padding but it's actually supportive and sexy Sexy from what I've seen. I want to give it a go. And it's only $49. So it's like for a bra. (laughs) I can't. can't, I'm so. Yeah. But you're a little. I'm a dinosaur. You are. I am. $49 for a good bra is really affordable. Like I said, I bought burly bras and I wanted to vomit. Yeah. At the the checkout. I was like, sorry, I'm walking out with the teeniest shopping bag and I just spent hundreds of dollars. But I will say this was not my not spawn. But burly bras. We've done this. I know, but they're so good. I'm a full convert. It's like so late to the party. So late. It's like going, guys, guys, do you know who does the best onesies? 
Bond's wonder suits. I know. <laughs> I get like it. We know. <laughs> Look, I will cop it. Okay, I'm late to the party, but I'm here t- for the party. Okay, and yeah. I'm sharing the love. Anyway, Nala, such a fan, and like just cool colors, cool branding. They've got a really cool guide to like what kind of boobs you got, and they're real boobs, so you can like subscribe to whatever shape you need. Anyway, big fan of that brand. Not Spawn. Hit me with your not spawn. Have I got a not spawn for you, people? Something a bit different. Homewares. Oh, yeah. We all love it. We all love it. There's this fantastic website that I chanced upon, not even sold to me through ads, but it's called Jones & Co. Oh, yeah. Homewares. Mm-hmm. Look, sticking with my Yo Cabba Cabba theme, the colors are bright. They've got epic patterns, but their range of vases oh, yeah. are stunning. Stunning. Cool. Now, if you're anything like me and you've kind of moved away from the white on white on white trend, but, you know, it's stuck in your home because you followed suit like a lemming. <laughs> when I'm at home, I'm like, ah, where is the color? Yep. Where is the joy? I want to yep. be at Yo Cava. I went and put an order through Jones & Co. and just ordered a shitload of cute little vases. Nice. And they've got a range of price. Now, I got them on sale, yep. I will say. But anywhere from $35 all the way to your $150 vases. The colors, the prints, the patterns, and the designs are so flipping cool. You can mix match them. Mm -hmm. They don't need to go with anything in your home. They're a real standalone. They're really organic shape, kind of like. Beautiful. And they would make the best gift for your mother-in-law or for your friend who you don't know what to buy for. They're just bomb. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Very cool, Reco. Check out the Instagram. Check out the website. Like they also sell a whole range of things outside of vases that are equally as beautiful, but I went and shopped for vases. Love so it. there you go. Jones good, and Co. Good one, Chummy. Well, that well, brings us to the end of another episode. And guys, if you want more, we've got quite a back catalogue now of special extra episodes that you can get not only on Apple Podcasts in feed, but you can also find on Spotify now. I love that we're available for Android users. I just get a little rush of pride that we pulled it off because normally you ask us and ask us and ask us something. It takes us a good 12 months to get around to it, but we got this done. Thank you, podcast team. So if you would like to go through, I think there's about 10 now, Mm. extra episodes, good, juicy, deep, one-on-one, hour-long, real explorations of single topics we've got things in there like body image like birth control dating after divorce sleeping in separate beds all sorts of like really juicy stuff we've got there so if you want to go and subscribe you do get access to all the back catalog people want to know that if i jump on now can i hear the older apps absolutely oh crazy lisa there's the crazy lisa episode people go great one so they drop every second sunday and of course we'll also be back in your ears on friday with bestie hotline We look forward to being back in your ear holes on Friday, folks. Love you lots. Have a great week. Bye-bye. One of these days we'll we'll have an outro to our podcast. I've forgotten the melody of that thing. No, you haven't.